So we're into week 52 uh, and randomly of course those of you who know days and dates better than me will know that day f- day week 52 doesn't finish us. We go into week 53 but this is week 52 from days 358 to 364 and we begin at day 358 reading from 2 Timothy and we read chapter 1 verse 1 through to the end of 2 Timothy and then into 1 John. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, for the promise of life in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly loved child, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience as my forefathers did, when I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day. Remembering your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy, clearly recalling your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois, then in your mother Eunice, and that I am convinced is in you also. Therefore I remind you to keep ablaze the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. So don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Instead, share in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God, who has called us and saved us with a holy calling not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. This has now been made evident through the appearing of our Saviour Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel I was appointed a herald, apostle and teacher, and that is why I suffer these things. But I am not ashamed, because I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. Hold on to the pattern of sound teaching that you have heard from me, in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit who lives in us that good thing entrusted to you. This you know. All those in Asia have turned away from me, including Phagalus and Hermogicus, May the Lord grant mercy to the household of Anissa for us, because he has often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he diligently searched for me and found me. May the Lord grant that he obtain mercy from the Lord on that day. And you know how much he ministered at Ephesus. You therefore, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. To please the recruiter, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in the concerns of everyday life. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hard-working farmer who ought to be the first to get a share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Keep in mind Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descended from David according to my gospel. For this I suffer to the point of being bound like a criminal, but God's message is not bound. This is why I endure all things for the elect, so that they may also obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we also will live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them before God not to fight about words. This is in no way profitable and leads to the ruin of the hearers. 
Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth. But avoid irreverent, empty speech, for this will produce an even greater measure of godlessness. And their word will spread like gangrene among whom are Hymenaceus and Philetius. They have deviated from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place and are overturning the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, having this inscription, The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who names the name of the Lord must turn away from unrighteousness. Now in a large house there are not only gold and silver bowls, but also those of wood and earthenware, some for special use, some for ordinary. So if anyone purifies himself from these things, he will be a special instrument, set apart, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But reject foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they breed quarrels. The Lord's slave must not quarrel, but must be gentle to everyone, able to teach and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them repentance to know the truth. Then they may come to their senses and escape the devil's trap, having been captured by him to do his will. But know this, difficult times will come in the last days, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanderers without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the form of religion but denying its power, Avoid these people, for among them are those who worm their way into households and capture idle women burdened down with sins, led along by a variety of passions, always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janez and Jambres resisted Moses, so these also resist the truth, men who are corrupt in mind, worthless in regard to the faith. But they will not make further progress, for their lack of understanding will be clear to all as theirs was also. But you have followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love and endurance, along with the persecutions and sufferings that came to me in Antioch, Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from them all. In fact, all those who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Evil people and impostors will become worse deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing those from whom you learned and that from childhood you have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Therefore God in Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom I solemnly charge you, Proclaim the message, persist in it whether convenient or not, rebuke, correct and encourage with great patience and teaching. For the time will come when they will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires will accumulate teachers for themselves, because they have an itch to hear something new. They will turn away from hearing the truth and will turn aside to myths. But as for you, keep a clear head about everything, endure hardship, do the work of, a, of an evangelist, fulfil your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time for my departure is close. 
I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. In the future there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness with which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. Make every effort to come to me soon, for Demas has deserted me because he loved this present world and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you, for he is useful to me in the ministry. I have sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak I left in Troas with Carpus, as well as the scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him according to his works. Watch out for him yourself, because he strongly opposed our words. At my first offence no one came to my assistance, but everyone deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that the proclamation might be fully made through me, and all the Gentiles might hear. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil work, and will bring me safely into his king, heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Greet Priscia and Aquila, and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus has remained at Corinth. Trophimus I left sick at Miletus. Make every effort to come before winter. Eubulus greets you, and so do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and the brothers. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. And then we read First John chapter 1, verse 1 to 10. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. That life was revealed and we have seen it, and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard we also declare to you, so that you may have fellowship along with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Now this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from sin. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not with us. There we end, day 358. And so we continue in day 359 through 1 John, beginning at 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, I am writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. This is how we are sure that we have come to know him by keeping his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him without keeping his commands is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word truly in him, the love of God is perfected. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old command that you have had from the beginning. The old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command which is true in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. 
The one who says he is in the light but hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother remains in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness, walks in the darkness and doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have had victory over the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you have come to know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong. God's word remains in you, and you have had victory over the evil one. Do not love the world or the things that belong to the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For everything that belongs to the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's lifestyle, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does God's will remains forever. Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard, Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have come. We know from this that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us, for if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it might be made clear that none of them belongs to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. I have not written to you because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar, if not the one who denies that Jesus is the Messiah? He is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son can have the Father. He who confesses the Son has the Father as well. What you have heard from the beginning must remain in you. If what you have heard from the beginning remains in you, then you will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he himself made to us, eternal life. I have written these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. The anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true, and is not a lie, just as it has taught you. Remain in him. So now, little children, remain in him, so that when he appears we may have boldness and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know this as well. Everyone who does what is right has been born of him. Look at how great a love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children, and we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. Dear friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin also breaks the law. Sin is the breaking of a law. You know that he was revealed so that he might take away sins and there is no sin in him. Everyone who remains in him does not sin. Everyone who sins has not seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. The one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. The one who commits sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the devil's works. Everyone who has been born of God does not sin because his seed remains in him. He is not able to sin because he has been born of God. This is how God's children and the devil's children are made evident. Whoever does not do what is right is not of God, especially the one who does not love his brother. 
For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Unlike Cain, who was of the evil one, then murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. The one who does not love remains in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing within him. This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother in need, but shuts off his compassion from him, how can God's love reside in him? Little children, we must not love in word or speech, but in deed and truth. That is how we will know we are of the truth and will convince our hearts in his presence. Because if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and can receive whatever we ask from him, because we keep his commands and do what is pleasing in his sight. Now this is his command, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commands remains in him and he in him. And the way we know that we, he remains in us is from the spirit he has given us. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to determine if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you know the spirit of God. Every spirit who confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit who does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. You have heard that he is coming and he is already in the world now. You are from God, little children, and you have conquered them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore what they say is from the world and the world listens to them. We are from God. Anyone who knows God listens to us. Anyone who is not from God does not listen to us. From this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God remains in us and his love is perfected in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given to us from his spirit. And we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent the Son as Saviour of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. In this, love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, for we are as he is in this world. There is no fear in love, instead perfect love drives out fear, because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears has not yet reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And we have this command from him, 
The one who loves God must also love his brother. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Messiah has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent also loves his child. This is how we know that we love God's children when we love God and obey his commands. For that this is what love for God is, to keep his commands. Now his commands are not a burden because whatever has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. And who is the one who conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Jesus Christ, he is the one who came by water and blood, not by water only, but by water and by blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water and the blood, and these three are in agreement. If we accept the testimony of men, God's testimony is greater, because it is God's testimony that he has given about his Son. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. The one who has the Son has life. The one who doesn't have the Son of God does not have life. I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. Now this is the confidence we have before him. Whenever we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked him for. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin that does not bring death, he should ask, and God will give life to him. To those who commit sin that doesn't bring death. But there is sin that brings death. I am not saying he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is sin that does not bring death. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not sin, but the one who is born of God keeps him and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are of God and the whole world is under the sway of the evil one, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know the true one. We are in the true one, that is, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, guard yourselves from idols. And there we end, day 359. Day 360, and we continue through 2nd John and 3rd John, and then into the book of Revelation. 2nd John, verses 1 to 13. The elder. To the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who have come to know the truth, because of the truth that remains in us and will be with us forever, Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I was very glad to find some of your children walking in truth, in keeping with a command we have received from the Father. So now I urge you, lady, not as if I were writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commands. This is the command as you have heard it from the beginning, you must walk in love. Many deceivers have gone out into the world. They do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves so that you don't lose what we have worked for, but you may receive a full reward. Anyone who does not remain in the teaching about Christ but goes beyond it does not have God. The one who remains in that teaching, this one has both the Father and the Son. 
If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your home and don't say welcome to him, for the one who says welcome to him shares in his evil works. Though I have many things to write to you, I don't want to do so with paper and ink. Instead, I hope to be with you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sisters send you greetings. And then 3 John verses 1 to 14. The elder To my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in every way and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. For I was very glad when some brothers came and testified to your faithfulness to the truth, how you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, you are showing your faith by whatever you do for the brothers, and this you are doing for strangers. They have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God, since they set out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from pagans. Therefore we ought to support such men, so that we can be co-workers with the truth. I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to have first place among them, does not receive us. This is why, if I come, I will remind him of the work he is doing, slandering us with malicious words, and he is not satisfied with that, He not only refuses to welcome the brothers himself, but he even stops those who want to do so and expels them from the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself. And we also testify for him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have many things to write to you, but I don't want to write to you with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon and we will talk face to face. Peace be with you. A friend sends you greetings. Greet the friends by name. And then we begin into the book of Revelation. And today we read from chapter 1 verse 1. Chapter 2 verse 29. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave him to show his slaves what must quickly take place. He sent it and signified it through his angel to his slave John, who testified to God's word and to the testimony about Jesus Christ in all he saw. Blessed is the one who reads, and blessed are those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep what is written in it, because the time is near. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from the one who is, who was, and who is coming, from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has set us free from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be the glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, including those who pierced him, and all the families of the earth will mourn over him. This is certain. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is, who was, and who is coming, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation, kingdom, and perseverance in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of God's word and the testimony about Jesus. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, Write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned I saw seven gold lampstands, 
and among the lampstands was one like the Son of Man, dressed in a long robe and with a gold sash wrapped around his chest. His head and hair were white like wool, white as snow, his eyes like a fiery flame, his feet like fine bronze fired in a furnace, and his voice like the sound of cascading waters. In his right hand he had seven stars, from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was shining like the sun at midday. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. He laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead, but look, I am alive for ever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Therefore write what you have seen, what is and what will take place after this. The secret of the seven stars you saw on my right hand and of the seven gold lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and who walks among the seven gold lampstands says, I know your works, your labour and your endurance, and that you cannot tolerate evil. You have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and you have found them to be liars. You also possess endurance and have tolerated many things because of my name and have not grown weary. But I have this against you. You have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember then how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. Otherwise I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Yet you do have this. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. I will give the victor the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. To the angel of the church in Smyrna write, The first and the last, the one who was dead and came to life, says, I know your tribulation and poverty, yet you are rich. I know the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. Look, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison to test you, and you will have tribulation for ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. The victor will never be harmed by the second death. To the angel of the church in Pergamum write, the one who has the sharp two-edged sword says, I know where you live, where Satan's throne is, and you are holding on to my name and did not deny your faith in me, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you where Satan lives. But I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to place a stumbling block in front of the sons of Israel, to eat meat sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. In the same way, you have also those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore repent, otherwise I will come to you quickly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. I will give the victor some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name is inscribed that no one knows except the one who receives it. To the angel of the church in Tharatara write, the Son of God, the one whose eyes are like a fiery flame and whose feet are like fine bronze, says, I know your works, your love of faithfulness, service and endurance. Your last works are greater than the first, but I have this against you. You tolerate the woman Jezebel, 
who calls herself a prophetess and teaches and deceives my slaves to commit sexual immorality and to eat meat sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to repent of her sexual immorality. Look, I will throw her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their practices. I will kill her children with the plague. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who examines minds and hearts, and I will give to each of you according to your works. I say to the rest of you in Tharatara, who do not hold this teaching, who haven't known the deep things of Satan, as they say, I do not put any other burden on you, but hold on to what you have until I come. The victor and the one who keeps my works to the end, I will give him authority over the nations, and he will shepherd them with an iron scepter. He will shatter them like pottery. Just as I have received this from my father, I will also give him the morning star. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. There we end, day 360. Day 361, and we read from Revelation chapter 3, verse 1, through to chapter 7, verse 8. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, The one who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says, I know your works. You have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Be alert and strengthen what remains, which is about to die, for I have not found your works complete before my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Keep it and repent. But if you are not alert, I will come like a thief, and you have no idea at what hour I will come against you. But you have a few people in Sardis who have not defiled their clothes, and they will walk with me in white, because they are worthy. In the same way, the victor will be dressed in white clothes, and I will never erase his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my father and before his angels. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, The Holy One, the True One, the one who has the key of David, who opens and no one will close and closes and no one opens, says, I know your works. Because you have limited strength, have kept my word and have not denied my name, look, I have placed before you an open door that no one is able to close. Take note, I will make those from the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews and are not but are lying. Note this, I will make them come and bow down at your feet and they will know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to endure, I will also keep you from the hour of testing that is going to come over the whole world to test those who live on the earth. I am coming quickly. Hold on to what you have so that no one takes your crown. The victor... I will make him a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, and he will never go out again. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of this city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, The Amen, the faithful and true witness, the originator of God's creation, says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot, so because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I am going to vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, I have become wealthy and need nothing, and you don't know that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you may be rich, 
and white clothes so that you may be dressed and your shameful nakedness not be exposed, and ointment to spread on your eyes so that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be committed and repent. Listen, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and have dinner with him and he with me. The victor, I will give him the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I also won the victory and sat down with my father on his throne. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. After this I looked, and there in heaven was an open door. The first voice that I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and there in heaven a throne was set. One was seated on the throne, and the one seated looked like jasper and carnelian stone. A rainbow that looked like an emerald surrounded the throne. Around that throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the throne sat twenty-four elders, dressed in white clothes with gold crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and thunder. Burning before the throne were seven fiery torches, which are the seven spirits of God. Also before the throne was something like a sea of glass, similar to crystal. In the middle and around the throne were four living creatures covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature was like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings. They were covered with eyes around and inside. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, 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 Lord God the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is coming. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honour, and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before the one seated on the throne, worship the one who lives forever and ever, cast their crowns before the throne, and say, Our Lord and God, you are worthy to receive glory and honour and power, because you have created all things, and because of your will they exist and were created. Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll with writing on the inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. I also saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even to look in it. And I cried and cried because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or even to look in it. Then one of the elders said to me, Stop crying, look. The lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has been victorious so that he may open the scroll in its seven seals. Then I saw one like a slaughtered lamb standing between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. He came and took the scroll out of the right hand of the one seated on the throne. When he took the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp and gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slaughtered, and you redeemed people for God by your blood from every tribe and language and people and nation. You made them a priesthood, a kingdom to our God, and they will reign on the earth. 
Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne and also of the living creatures and of the elders. Their number was countless thousands plus thousands of thousands. They said with a loud voice, The Lamb who was slaughtered is worthy to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. I heard every creature in heaven on earth, under the earth, on the sea, and everything in them say, Blessing and honour and glory and dominion to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb for ever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Then I saw the Lamb open one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come. I looked, and there was a white horse. The horseman on it had a bow. A crown was given to him, and he went out as a victor to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. Then another horse went out, a fiery red one, and its horseman was empowered to take peace from the earth, so that people would slaughter one another. And a large sword was given to him. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, and I looked, and there was a black horse. The horseman on it had a balance scale in his hand. Then I heard something like a voice among the four living creatures say, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius. But do not harm the olive oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come, and I looked, and there was a pale green horse. The horseman on it was named Death, and Hades was following after him. Authority was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, by famine, by plague, and by the wild animals of the earth. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those slaughtered because of God's word and the testimony they had. They cried out with a loud voice, O Lord, holy and true, how long until you judge and avenge our blood from those who live on the earth? So a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little while longer, until a number of their fellow slaves and their brothers, who were going to be killed just as they had been, would be completed. Then I saw him open the sixth seal. A violent earthquake occurred, the sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair, the entire moon became like blood. The stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its unripe figs when shaken by a high wind. The skies separated like a scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved from its place. Then the kings of the earth, the nobles, the military commanders, the rich, the powerful, and every slave and free person hid in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and to the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, because the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? After this I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, restraining the four winds of the earth, so that no wind could blow on the earth or on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel rise up from the east, who had the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were empowered to harm the earth and the sea. Don't harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we seal the slaves of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were sealed. One hundred and forty-four thousand sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. Twelve thousand sealed from the tribe of Judah. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Reuben. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Gad. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Asher. 12,000 from the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon, 
12,000 from the tribe of Levi, 12,000 from the tribe of Ishkar, 12,000 from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 sealed from the tribe of Benjamin. And there we finish day 361. Day 362 and we continue from chapter 7 verse 9 of Revelation. Uh, and finishing today at chapter 11 verse 19. After this I looked and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people and language which no one could number standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were robed in white with palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honour and power and strength be to our God for ever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, Who are these people robed in white and where did they come from? I said to him, Sir, you know. Then he told me, These are the great ones coming out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his sanctuary. The one seated on the throne will shelter them. No longer will they hunger, no longer will they thirst. No longer will the sun strike them or any heat, because the Lamb who is at the centre of the throne will shepherd them. He will guide them to springs of living waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Then I saw the seven angels who stand in the presence of God. Seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar. He was given a large amount of incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the gold altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up in the presence of God from the angel's hand. The angel took the incense burner, filled it with fire from the altar and hurled it to the earth. There were thunders, rumblings, lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. The first angel blew his trumpet and hail and fire mixed with blood were hurled to the earth. So a third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up. The second angel blew his trumpet and something like a great mountain ablaze with fire was hurled into the sea. So a third of the sea became blood, a third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from heaven. It fell on a third of the rivers and springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood, and a third of the waters became Wormwood. So many of the people died from the waters because they had been made bitter. The fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. A third of the day was without light and night as well. I looked and I heard an angel flying in mid-heaven saying in a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who live in the earth because of the remaining trumpet blasts that the three angels are about to sound. The fifth angel blew his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen from heaven to earth. The key to the shaft of the abyss was given to him. He opened the shaft of the abyss and smoke came up out of the shaft like smoke from a great furnace so that the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke from the shaft. Then out of the smoke locusts came to the earth, and power was given to them like the power that scorpions have on the earth. 
They were told not to harm the grass of the field or any green plant or any tree, but only people who did not have God's seal on their foreheads. They were not permitted to kill them, but were to torment them for five months. Their torment is like the torment caused by a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The appearance of the locusts was like horses equipped for battle. On their heads were something like gold crowns. Their faces were like men's faces. They had hair like women's hair. Their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had chests like iron breastplates. The sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses rushing into battle. And they had tails with stingers like scorpions, so that with their tails they had the power to harm people for five months. They had as their king the angel of the abyss. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek he was the name Apollyon. The first woe has passed. There are still two more woes to come after this. The sixth angel blew his trumpet. From the four horns of the gold altar that is before God, I heard a voice say to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who were prepared for the hour, day, month and year were released to kill a third of the human race. The number of mounted troops was 200 million. I heard their number. This is how I saw the horses in my vision. The horsemen had breastplates that were fiery red, hyacinth blue and sulphur yellow. The heads of the horses were like lions' heads and from their mouths came fire, smoke and sulphur. A third of the human race was killed by these three plagues, by the fire, the smoke and the sulphur that came from their mouths. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails because their tails like snakes have heads and they inflict injury with them. The rest of the people who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands to stop worshipping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone and wood, which are not able to see, hear or walk. And they did not repent of their murderers, their sorceries, their sexual immorality or their thefts. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven surrounded by a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face was like the sun, his legs were like fiery pillars, and he had a little scroll opened in his hand. He put his right foot in the sea, his left in the land, and he cried out with a loud voice like a roaring lion. When he cried out, the seven thunders spoke with their voices, and when the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up what the seven thunders said, and do not write it down. Then the angel that I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven. He swore an oath by the one who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it, the earth and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it. There will no longer be an interval of time, but in the days of the sound of the seventh angel, when he will blow his trumpet, then God's hidden plan will be completed, as he announced to his servants the prophets. Now the voice that I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go, take the scroll that lies open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and asked him to give me the little scroll. He said to me, Take and eat it. It will be bitter for you in your stomach, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it. It was as sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I ate it, my stomach became bitter, and I was told, You must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. Then I was given a measuring reed like a rod with these words, Go and measure God's sanctuary and the altar and count those who worship there. But exclude the courtyard outside the sanctuary, don't measure it, because it is given to the nations and they will trample the holy city for forty-two months. 
I will empower my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days dressed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. If anyone wants to harm them, fire comes from their mouths and consumes their enemies. If anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this way. These men have the power to close the sky so that it does not rain during the days of their prophecy. They also have power over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with any plague whenever they want. When they finish their testimony, the beast that comes up out of the abyss will make war with them, conquer them and kill them. Their dead bodies will lie in the public square of the great city, which is called prophetically Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. And representatives from the peoples, tribes, languages and nations will view their bodies for three and a half days and not permit their bodies to be put into a tomb. Those who live in the earth will gloat over them and celebrate and send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented those who live in the earth. But after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet. So great fear fell on those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. They went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies watched them. At that moment a violent earthquake took place. A tenth of the city fell and 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake. The survivors were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed. Take note, the third woe is coming quickly. The seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of the Lord and of his Messiah and he will reign for ever and ever. The twenty-four elders who were seated before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshipped God saying, We thank you, Lord God, the Almighty, who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry, but your wrath has come. The time has come for the dead to be judged and to give their reward to your servants, the prophets, to the saints and to those who fear your name, both small and great. And the time has come to destroy those who destroy the earth. God's sanctuary in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant appeared in his sanctuary. There were lightnings, rumblings, thunders, an earthquake, and severe hail. And there we end, day 362. Day 363, and we continue from chapter 12, verse 1 of Revelation, to chapter 15, verse 8. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve stars in her head. She was pregnant, and cried out in labour and agony to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. There was a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven diadems. His tail swept away a third of the stars in heaven and hurled them to the earth. And the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth, so that when the child she did give birth to, he might devour her child. But she gave birth to a son, a male who is going to shepherd all nations with an iron scepter, And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God to be fed there for 1,260 days. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels also fought, but he could not prevail and there was no place for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was thrown out, the ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the one who deceives the whole world. He was thrown to earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, The salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah have now come. 
because the accuser of our brothers has been thrown out. The one who accuses them before our God night and day, they conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they did not love their lives in the face of death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you with great fury, because he knows he has a short time. When the dragon saw that he had been thrown to earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the meal. The woman was given two wings of a great eagle so that she could fly from the serpent's presence to her place in the wilderness where she was fed for a time, times and half a time. From his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river after the woman to sweep her away in a torrent. But the earth helped the woman. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the river that the dragon had spewed from his mouth. So the dragon was furious with the woman and left to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony about Jesus. He stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast coming up out of the sea. He had ten horns and seven heads. On his horns were ten diadems, and on his heads were blasphemous names. The beast I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like a bear's, and his mouth was like a lion's mouth. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. One of his heads appeared to be fatally wounded, but his fatal wound was healed. The whole earth was amazed and followed the beast. They worshipped the dragon because he gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to wage war against him? A mouth was given to him to speak boasts and blasphemies. He was also given authority to act for forty-two months. He began to speak blasphemies against God, to blaspheme his name and his dwelling, those who dwell in heaven. And he was permitted to wage war against the saints and to conquer them. He was also given authority over every tribe, people, language and nation. All those who live in the earth will worship him, everyone whose name was not written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slaughtered. If anyone has an ear, he should listen, 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 for captivity into captivity he goes. If anyone is to be killed with a sword, with a sword he will be killed. Here is the endurance and the faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast coming out, up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, but he sounded like a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast on his behalf and compels the earth and those who live on it to worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. He also performs great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth before people. He deceives those who live on the earth because of the signs that he is permitted to perform on behalf of the beast, telling those who live on the earth to make an image of the beast who had the sword wound yet lived. He was permitted to give a spirit to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast could both speak and cause whoever would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he requires everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on his right hand or on his forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, the beast's name or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. The one who has understanding must calculate the number of the beast because it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Then I looked, and there on Mount Zion stood the Lamb, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. I heard a sound from heaven like the sound of cascading waters and like the rumbling of loud thunder. The sound I heard was also like harpists playing on their harps. 
They sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders, but no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are the ones not defied with women, for they have kept their virginity. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. They were redeemed from the human race as the first fruits for God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths, they are blameless. Then I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven, having the eternal gospel to announce to the inhabitants of the earth, to every nation, tribe, language and people. He spoke with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. A second angel followed, saying, It has fallen, Babylon the great has fallen, who made all nations drink the wine of her sexual immorality which brings wrath. And a third angel followed them and spoke with a loud voice. If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he will also drink the wine of God's wrath, which is mixed full strength in the cup of his anger. He will be tormented with fire and sulphur in the sight of the holy angels and in the sight of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment will go up for ever and ever. There is no rest day or night for those who worship the beast in his image, or anyone who receives the mark of his name. Here is the endurance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and the faith in Jesus Christ. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, let them rest from their labours, for their work follows them. Then I looked, and there was a white cloud, and one like the Son of Man was seated on the cloud, with a gold crown in his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Another angel came out of the sanctuary, crying out in a loud voice to the one who was seated on the cloud, Use your sickle and reap, for the time to reap has come, since the harvest of the earth is ripe. So the one seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. Then another angel, who also had a sharp sickle, came out of the sanctuary in heaven. Yet another angel, who had authority over fire, came from the altar, and he called with a loud voice to the one who had the sharp sickle, Use your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from earth's vineyard, because its grapes have ripened. So the angel swung his sickle towards earth and gathered the grapes from earth's vineyard, and he threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. Then the press was trampled outside the city, and blood flowed out of the press to the horses' bridles for about 180 miles. Then I saw another great and awe-inspiring sign in heaven. Seven angels with seven last plagues, for with them God's wrath will be completed. I also saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who had won the victory from the beast his image and the number of his name were standing on the sea of glass with harps from God. They sang the song of God's servant Moses and the song of the Lamb. Great and awe-inspiring are your works, Lord God the Almighty. Righteous and true are your ways, King of the nations. Lord, who will not fear and glorify your name, because you alone are holy, because all the nations will come and worship before you, because your righteous acts have been revealed. After this I looked in the heavenly sanctuary, the tabernacle of testimony was opened. Out of the sanctuary came the seven angels with the seven plagues, dressed in clean, bright linen, with gold sashes wrapped around their chests. One of the four living creatures gave the seven angels seven gold bowls, filled with the wrath of God, who lives for ever and ever. Then the sanctuary was filled with smoke from God's glory and from his power. 
and no one could enter the sanctuary until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. And there we end, day 600, 600, 363. Day 364, and we read from chapter 16, verse 1, through to chapter 19, verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice from the sanctuary saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first went and poured out his bowl on the earth, and severely painful sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. The second poured out his bowl into the sea. It turned to blood like a dead man's, and all life in the sea died. The third poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. I heard the angel of the waters say, You are righteous who is and who was the Holy One, for you have decided these things. Because they poured out the blood of the saints and the prophets, you also gave them blood to drink. They deserve it. Then I heard someone from the elders say, Yes, Lord God, the Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. The fourth poured out his bowl on the sun. He was given the power to burn people with fire, and people were burned by the intense heat. So they blasphemed the name of God who had the power over these plagues, and they did not repent and give him glory. The fifth poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues from pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, yet they did not repent of their actions. The sixth poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming from the dragon's mouth, from the beast's mouth, and from the mouth of the false prophet, for they are the spirits of demons performing signs, who travel to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for the battle of the great day of God the Almighty. Look, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who is alert and remains clothed, so that he may not go naked and they see his shame. So they assembled them at the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Then the seventh poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the sanctuary from the throne, saying, It is done. There were lightnings, rumblings, and thunders, and a severe earthquake occurred like no other since man has been on the earth. So great was the quake. The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. Babylon the great was remembered in God's presence. He gave her the cup filled with the wine and of his fierce anger. Every island fled, and the mountains disappeared. Enormous hailstones, each weighing about one hundred pounds, fell from heaven on the people. And they blasphemed God for the plague of heel, because that plague was extremely severe. Then one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls, came and spoke with me. Come, I will show you the judgment of the notorious prostitute who sits in many waters. The kings of the earth committed sexual immorality with her, and those who live on the earth became drunk in the wine of her sexual immorality. So he carried me away in the spirit to a desert. I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous names, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, precious stones and pearls. She had a gold cup in her hand filled with everything vile and with the impurities of her prostitution. On her forehead a cryptic name was written, Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and of the vile things of the earth. Then I saw that the woman was drunk on the blood of the saints and on the blood of the witnesses to Jesus. When I, when I saw her, I was utterly astounded. Then the angel said to me, Why are you astounded? I will tell you the secret meaning of the woman and of the beast, with the seven heads and the ten horns that carries her. 
The beast that you saw was and is not, and is about to come up from the abyss and go to destruction. Those who live on the earth whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will be astounded when they see the beast that was and is not and will be present again. Here is the mind with wisdom, the seven heads and seven mountains on which the woman is seated. They are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come, and when he comes he must remain for a little while. The beast that was and is not is himself the eighth, yet is of the seven and goes to destruction. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but they will receive authority as kings with the beast for one hour. These have one purpose, and they give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will conquer them, because he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. Those with him are called and elect and faithful. He also said to me, The waters you saw where the prostitute was seated are peoples, multitudes, nations, and languages. The ten horns you saw and the beast will hate the prostitute. They will make her desolate and naked, devour her flesh and burn her up with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to carry out his plan by having one purpose, and to give their kingdom to the beast until God's words are accomplished. And the woman you saw is the great city that has an empire over the kings of the earth. After this I saw another angel with great authority coming down from heaven, and the earth was illuminated by his splendour. He cried in a mighty voice, It has fallen, Babylon the great has fallen. She has become a dwelling for demons, a hunt for every unclean spirit, a hunt for every unclean bird, and a hunt for every unclean and despicable beast. For all the nations have drunk the wine of her sexual immorality which brings wrath. The kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown wealthy from her excessive luxury. Then I heard another voice from heaven, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins or receive any of her plagues. For her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Pay her back the way she also paid, and double it according to her works. In the cup in which she mixed, mix a double portion for her. As much as she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, give her that much torment and grief. Because she says in her heart, I sit as queen, I am not a widow, and I will never see grief. Therefore her plagues will come in one day, death and grief and famine. She will be burned up with fire because the Lord God who judges her is mighty. The kings of the earth who have committed sexual immorality and lived luxuriously with her will weep and mourn over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They stand far off in fear of her torment, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, Babylon, the mighty city, for in a single hour your judgment has come. The merchants of the earth will also weep and mourn over her because no one buys their merchandise any longer. Merchandise of gold, silver, precious stones and pearls, fine fabrics of linen, purple, silk and scarlet, all kinds of fragrant wood products, objects of ivory, objects of expensive wood, brass, iron and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh and frankincense, wine, olive oil, fine wheat, flour and grain, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages and human bodies and souls. The fruit you craved has left you, all your splendid and glamorous things are gone, they will never find them again. The merchants of these things who became rich from her will stand far off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, precious stones and pearls, 
because in a single hour such fabulous wealth was destroyed. And every shipmaster, seafarer, the sealers, and all who do business by sea stood far off, as they watched the smoke from her burning and kept crying out, Who is like the great city? They threw dust in their heads and kept crying out, weeping and mourning, Woe, woe, the great city, where all those who have ships on the sea became rich from her wealth, because in a single hour she was destroyed. Rejoice over her, heaven, and you saints, apostles, and prophets, because God has executed your judgment on her. Then a mighty angel picked up a stone like a large millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, In this way Babylon, the great city, will be thrown down violently and never be found again. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No craftsman of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a mill will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again, and the voice of a groom and bride will never be heard in you again. All this will happen because your merchants were the nobility of the earth, because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery, and the blood of prophets and saints and all those slaughtered on earth was found in you. After this I heard something like the loud voice of a vast multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation, glory and power belong to our God because his judgments are true and righteous, because he has judged the notorious prostitute who corrupted the earth with her sexual immorality, and he has avenged the blood of his servants that was on her hands. A second time they said, Hallelujah! Her smoke ascends for ever and ever. Then the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who is seated on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah! A voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both small and great. Then I heard something like the voice of a vast multitude, like the sound of cascading waters and like the rumbling of loud thunder, saying, Hallelujah, because our Lord God the Almighty has begun to reign. Let us be glad, rejoice, and give him glory, because the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has prepared herself. She was permitted to wear fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen represents the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those invited to the marriage feast of the Lamb. He also said to me, These words of God are true. Then I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow slave with you and your brothers who have the testimony about Jesus. Worship God, because the testimony about Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. There we end, day 364 and week 52. You may be doing your maths at this point, and there are two days still to come until we'll go into week 53, and those two days to finish off uh, next week, uh, where we finish off Revelation.